on this episode of Quantum Week, September 9th through 15th, 2018. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random year, uh, a random week in a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines and stories. Uh, Today we are in September 9th through 15th, 2018, our most recent by jump. far, by far, yes, um, yeah, we're almost in present day here, yeah, um, yeah. So we're gonna talk about the Meg and uh, in my feelings by Drake, in my feelings by Drake. Okay, yeah. uh, quick little kind of taking care of business like we do. Um, Today we had a big milestone where we hit our 60th uh, pat- patron through Patreon. It's a big deal. Right? I, I think That's it's great. Big, I think it's good. 60. Yeah, that's um, 10 more than last week, dude. In a week, we got t- if we got 10 every week. I mean. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, that's good. I'm hoping for it. All right. So every episode, we try to thank several uh, several of our patrons. So today, I'm thanking Daniel J, or we're thanking Daniel J, Keith M, Justin J, and Dick S. Thank you. Thank you. It's very good. Um, no, that's yeah, been great. Uh, the Patreon has been fantastic. Also fantastic, the movie poll. Yes. Um, we're in full swing with that. Hopefully, by the time you are hearing this, we are halfway through the movie poll, and the world hasn't collapsed or anything. There's and- been a lot of like pre-debate. Even there is, this is fun. Yeah, we got a, so we have a, you know, so we have uh today being Wednesday, we'll have a poll today. We'll have a poll on Thursday and then we'll have our final four uh, next week. Uh, now I think on Tuesday of next week, I'm going to do it. I love it. Um, we also want to talk about two tours. We, oh yes. Two tours is back. Right. Two week. tours is back. Uh, two tours. CBD is back as a sponsor of the show. They make super high quality CBD, including uh, products, including like full spectrum tinctures, incredible sugars, which I haven't had yet. I'm looking forward to, you know, sprinkling that in my coffee and body salve, which is something that I do use. I think I mentioned on the show a few weeks ago or last week um, that I've been using it on my wrist because I, I went, you know, fucking face over <laughs> handlebar into the street. Such a, uh, such a mess. <laughs> summer busted my face all up. I have this huge scar under my chin, which maybe makes me look manly. No, nope. what do you, you don't think it does? Do you, think, you don't think it makes me look a little bit more like buff, like strong? No, no, you know, you don't think so. But then I also landed on my like right shoulder and elbow and fractured my wrist. It was this fucking mess. I was in a cast for seven weeks. Why are you laughing at my misfortune? So old and busted up. <laughs> people fall. Some people, uh, everybody I think who owns a bike falls at some point, don't they? I don't know. I don't or probably not this I'm, catastrophic. I'm not a child. I don't own a bike. I have pictures of this incident too. I'm never going to tweet it out. But you shouldn't. You really sent me one ugly. picture. It was, you, were, you were busted up. I was kidding aside. You were scraped up pretty good. I was real beat up. Yeah. yeah. But I have to say I was really brave about it. I mean, my wife will attest to that. But thank God for this two-tour CBD salve because, you know, the, pro- the problem is when you fracture something and you put yourself in a cast, it's not the, the bone, you know, heals in six or seven weeks, but it's the after it can take months and months and months to you re, to, for you to get, regain your flexibility again, particularly on like a major joint, like your wrist that needs a lot of articulation. And there's, you know, I'm always trying to stretch it and gain strength there again, but it's, it comes sore all the time. So I've been using two tour CBDs salves, uh, salve on my wrist and it's just helped, you know, bring the inflammation down, the pain down, soothes it, makes it feel better. So, um, highly recommend go to two tours.com. Uh, and if you enter promo code QW, when you go to your checkout, you'll get free shipping, 10% off. Also, follow them on Twitter. It's two tours TN, uh, at two tours TN on Twitter. So promo code QW? QW. 10% off? 10% free off. shipping? Free shipping. There you go. There you go. Ready to talk about? The Meg. The Meg. Uh, can I say it? <sighs> go ahead. 
This movie's trash. <laughs> this movie's fucking trash. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie in the this face. This is, I believe, the seventh worst movie we've covered um, so far. Yeah, um, definitely bottom ten for me. I haven't, I haven't been as specific as that. Uh, I went and looked because <laughs> this movie sucks. So here are the worst movies we've covered so far in order of worst. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks, City of Angels, Poseidon, Indecent Proposal, Da Vinci Code, Identity Thief, and the Meg. What's the Meg a, sliding just in front of uh, A Time to Kill and Sister Act. Oh. Actually, quite a, this is quite a bit worse. It's, those movies. This it is, actually this is, is a lot worse. Steep drop yeah. Off. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that those last seven movies uh, that Meg is now uh, uh, a, a part club, of, a club member of, are uh, <laughs> specifically uh, horrible. Um, this movie is so shitty. Because it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. Do you think it's trash as well? I do think I. Yeah, it's bottom ten. It's trash. Okay. It's a D. It's a D. Yeah, I agree. Maybe there. D. My, D. D. I give it a D. Yeah. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It, it spends half a time being a like Sharknado kind of like a wacky movie, which is fine. Right. Go do that. All right. That's a different. Right. And we talked about it with Anaconda. Like Anaconda knew what it wanted to be. It wanted to be a trashy movie about a snake, and that's and it worked to some extent because it's fun. Because it's fun. Right. But then on the flip side, this movie like when somebody dies, like the guy from heroes mm-hmm. or the doctor dies, people are like, have real reactions to them. It's like, well, you can't trivialize some deaths and then oh. not trivialize exactly. others. It doesn't, that's yeah. not how it works. Exactly. Um, and because of that, it has these odd dramatic swings that you don't buy because you just spent the last five minutes being goofy and stupid. Exactly. Yeah, that's totally right. And unfortunately, like Jason, Stath- I have this warm place in my heart for Jason Statham. I don't know if you do, but I, I really liked when he came onto the scene, like locked stock and two smoking barrels and then into the transporter. So I really like transporter one. Snatch, oh, I snatch. Think is, is better uh, than any of those movies. Yeah, snatch um, is good, but, but well, I, I think if he were in 1985, he would have been as big as Schwarzenegger. Like he was, he was really good action star in transporter one and two. Those are two very entertaining movies because you're seeing, you're seeing, you know, really decent martial arts in a different kind of in a different way. Um, I like those films. So because of that, I just have this, Oh, I like Jason Statham, but then I look back at his career, uh, you know, to this point, that's kind of all he's done. Everything he else has been really called, shit. Was it the bank job. He did the bank job, which, oh, which is actually quite good. The bank job's not bad. You're right. Actually, uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Italian job's not bad too. It's not bad. With, he's with in Marky that? Mark. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah, that one's not bad, but it's, it's not, not him. That movie, that movie gets dogged a lot, and I don't think it should. I don't think it's as bad as no, people it's fun, say. I think it's you fine. Have Norton in there. Yeah, you, yeah. it's a decent. I think uh, it was like uh, Donald Sutherland's in that too. Don, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's not a bad film. Is Donald Sutherland a friend of the podcast? Can we say that? I think so, yeah. Is he? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> it's because we talk about him a lot. He's a good actor. And probably, I think he'd like, be our friend. We missed his prime. We missed kind of his prime, so we won't yeah. get to talk a lot about his movies, but right. I really like him. Yeah, so he's, so he's definitely friend, a friend. friend of the Look, show. Yeah, he's a friend. <laughs> right. Not Kiefer, though. He doesn't, he doesn't care no, for us. He hates you. He should hate me because yeah. he's a fucking, he's not, he's not very good. He's See? a huge drug there addict. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Wasted a lot of talent. Had he, all the, had all the, sat around. all the, uh, had all the, you know, the benefits of having a dad in Hollywood and fucking blew it. This isn't, this pussy. is going to be, I think, just to warn anyone listening <laughs> to the show, this is not going to be a, uh, a very, I don't know, well-crafted show on our end. I don't think speak for yourself, buddy. I, I just, I just have no interest in talking about any of the things we're talking about. Today. But Jason, <laughs> so I'm going to just say crazy shit. That's fine. Say crazy because it's shit. just, this movie is just, this, it's not, okay. this movie doesn't deserve us talking about it. Can not I, to be shitty, but can I give the redeem? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at myself saying this. Can I give the redeeming qualities of this film? Go for it. The redeeming quality is qualities is I I'm such a sucker for like underwater shots, just kind of like I am with space. It's sort of this undiscovered place that I'll never get to go. I'm never going to go into a sub 
you know, even 5,000 feet down or 10,000. I'm never going to do that. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm never going to go see the Titanic under what a sight that would have, have been like how big that would have felt being in a little sub next to the fucking that Titanic. Really, at the bottom of the really, yes, it would have be been crazy to see. I love seeing you. You like that well, too. Yeah, like, I liked it. Well, I liked the Titanic just because it was like, how often do you get to see something like that in a feature film and documentary mm. maybe, but to almost have it like kind of snuck almost like a bonus. Uh, in Titanic yeah. to get to see the actual footage of the Titanic. So that was kind of cool. I don't, you know, I'm but, such a sucker for Vista, the Vistas though. Like I would love a house on a mountain, right? Something or, like or, or unforgiven, the, like the, where you have the house isolated yeah, there. Yeah, and you yeah. have the Vista in the background. I love, like yeah. I love seeing big, you know, big Vistas Me too. And, and underwater. It's like that too. You know, it's, you're seeing it's this whole world. You'll, you'll never really experience or space. The same thing. These like stark Vistas that you're not, we live in the woods. Yeah. It's like, this is our Vista. We're used to it. Anything different is cool. So I liked some of the underwater stuff. I also liked that lab. Like that lab is that futuristic fucking, I, I would live in that place. I would love to have a room in I that place. I thought it all just seemed like CGI, just nonsense. It does. It was <sighs> all like, none of it looks real. The underwater scenes were horrible. It, you know, I didn't feel like it was underwater at all. I felt like I was in a green screen. Yeah. I'm it just was, such a sucker was, for that it shit. It was so, it was, the CGI too is so shabby in this. It's it wasn't awful. great. The Meg, it looks like something out of like a, like a, uh, like sci-fi, the yeah. network when they make those shitty movies. Yep. It was like that. It was like maybe a, like a better, like with Jason Statham. I know. And it's crazy because they have $150 million here. What do they do with this budget? I don't know what they did. It must've been they all go the up CGI. someone's nose? Like what's going on? <laughs> right. Well, and they shot on location too. They were in China and Taiwan, I think. And well, that was a big part of it too. So it would have been other- cheaper. It would have been cheaper to film there than say like off the coast of LA or something. That's my other kind of issue with this movie is it's also trying to be two things at once. It's also trying to be for two cultures at once. Mm. So they make this movie, this movie made by the way. So this movie made about 150 domestic more or less. Right. It made like 350 worldwide, which to have that disparity in American film is very odd. Usually you're kind of hoping for a, sure. at best an even split. I think the movie we're covering next uh, is Crazy Rich Asians, which I think it did about 140 domestic and then like 80 international. Yeah. It has the word Asians in the title and it only <laughs> did 80. This does because this was, if you look at their pr- production, if you look at some of the cast and crew, yeah. it, it has a lot, it has a whole different. So this was marketed almost I think their idea was like, we'll try to make some money in America. I think this almost was made more for a different international audience. audience. And then the fact that it did so well in America was like a fun bonus. Cause this was projected in the first weekend to do about 20 million. It was kind of, kind of come yeah. and go. Yeah. Yeah. It made 45 for whatever reason, the audiences were really excited about this. Maybe state them. I don't know. I think the I think trailer him- was real cut. Do oh. the trailer. It's actually, it looks a lot more fun. The movie, right? They did a really, they did a really good job with that end of it. And, um, I don't, I, but the movie is trash. It's, it's, this is a shit movie. They still spend a shit ton of marketing at home and abroad too. So, you a know, even though it made abroad marketing, like even uh, though it made 550 million total worldwide, yes. there's no way that it, I mean, it probably, they probably spent 150 million in marketing. They did. It, right. So, you know, it's kind of, that's a big, that's a big risk, you know, spending $300 million on, on this movie and expecting it to do well. I mean, and for a movie like this, it has a significant amount of things in subtitles, which you don't typically have in these kind too. of movies because I believe it's also for that audience. Yeah, it's for yeah, yeah. a different audience. It also does explain some of the jokes. So this movie has a ton of jokes in it. Everyone constantly reacts with a smart alecky saying. Oh yeah. And you think like between, um, yeah, Jonas and Suyin, which Everybody, is the right, entire, yeah. anytime. But meanwhile, these people are in great peril a crisis. So you, no one would ever do that. And the jokes are like really corny and kind of like, I don't want to say safe for all audiences. Like kids can hear, but like almost like anyone, in any culture could laugh at it. It's sure. not, there are no like references to pop culture things. 
There are no, it's all. No, it's, it's very it's, sterile. It's like very sterile. And even yeah. the sarcasm is wildly overplayed. Yes. So there's no questioning in sarcasm. Like literally one of the gags in the movie is a little girl who's horrible. One of the worst child actors I've ever seen. Oh, she's she, so cute though. She's awful. Yeah. And she you. keeps doing this thing where she raises her eyebrows. Yeah. And that's their big joke, but because that could in theory play anywhere. Sure. Like, so they're trying, like, they're not out to make a good movie. No, they're, they're not. out to make a movie that as many people as possible could see and understand. Could consume and understand. Right. Makes but, sense. It, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't make sense for me fucking well, watching this shit. No, if you're the producer, though, if you're the producer of this film, you're like, okay, how are we going to, you know, we're going to have to spend, uh, say, a hundred million. It's going to be on the ocean. That always costs a lot. Or there's water or whatever. We're, you know, we got to get, if you're, if you're asking yourself, how are we going to make money with this motherfucking thing? And you think that the best is the trajectory towards the international market, then that, I guess that's what you do. You, you make it kind of bland. I like, too, that they have, so they have one character. Uh, that's kind of like the wild personable one. It's kind of a, like a Mark Cuban type. And that's played by Rain Wilson from The Office. So how Rain, far has he fallen? Rain Wilson is most known for almost have, like when you see Rain Wilson on screen, you're kind of repulsed. Yeah. And that's why he's so effective in The Office. And he's really good at playing it. it you know, I thought he was very funny as Dwight in The Office. Yep. Especially the early seasons of The he's Office very are very funny. Yep. But he does this thing where he's, he has, he's a, he has a, almost like a negative appeal factor. Well, he always has a scowl. But he's just kind of a negative. He does. You see him, you're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. And you're supposed to have that feeling when you're watching The Office. Right. But in this role, is supposed to be someone who's wildly charismatic. And they literally picked the least charismatic person <laughs> they, they could have in this role. There's no one less charismatic than Rain Wilson on camera. <laughs> no. no one. No. It literally is the secret to his success. <laughs> yes. And they put him in the most char- It's the, This movie's just mind-bogglingly stupid. From the casting, to the effects, to the script. Yeah. To the people to the fucking want, premise. who want to watch this. So... I did want to say something about Rainwell. I so I've I looked at his career after The Office. It's not very good. I liked him in Super. Did you ever see that film where he's kind of an ordinary guy and he becomes a superhero? But no, it, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, go, I missed that it one. doesn't go well. No. I mean, he's just a man in fucking tights. But yeah. but it, that's that's the purpose of showing showing okay. it. And it's there's you know there's violence and some other stuff. It's um it's a gun film. What's his face? Uh, James Gunn. Oh okay. uh, yeah uh, yeah. The guy who does the uh, the the Marvel movies now. Yeah. Yes. But this is like a lower like okay. low budget type of thing. But that he's good in that. But he. I, I guess I, I thought Rain Wilson would be in the office cast outside of Krasinski and outside mm. of Carell. They're very limited. Very limited. You know, and that's okay. Yeah. And a lot of casts in TV are like, you no, know, the reason they were so good, a lot of them were even like, if you read, I'm, I was reading that, uh, the oral history about the office. Uh, I, I keep like, it's like a bathroom book. I keep like reading it in like 15 page intervals. Yeah. Um, it's good though. It's actually, it's actually quite good. Takes it that long though, huh? Sitting there for about mm. Oh, so this is so, I'm so, uh, you know, the, the stories of you just stay Meredith right on there. and Oscar. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to sit in my own stench for a gonna, while. It's quiet here. Yeah. The wife's not I'll bugging me. Don't have dogs. <laughs> yes. just, just enjoy. Oh, oh, Pam, you've done it again. <laughs> um, yes. Quite a show. Oh, Jesus. This is, we're not going to submit this one for this the is gonna uh, be great. podcast awards. This is going to be great. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so that cast though is pretty limited because um, a lot of them were playing themselves. Right. So like they were just playing like just slight variations on themselves or they were, you know, people that hadn't had a lot of success and just kind of good timing. And they also, the, the writing staff of the office in those early seasons was so sharp. They put them in the best position to succeed. Yeah. You know, the, and the cast was great. They all seemed to get along. They, the only person who's outside that, that should have had a better career that didn't is BJ Novak. You think so? He has, I thought he'd be a top shelf screenwriter in Hollywood. Hmm. Like, so why does he write for the office? Is that what it is? Yeah. That's oh, what, he does. That's okay. what he hired in. I see. He'd either be a sole writer and he also wrote a book, which is pretty decent. I read it. 
And yeah. Not when I was shitting. I read it on a subway. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's kind of the same, I guess. I'm sure someone, I think the guy next to me was shitting. Probably. Homeless guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so uh, he's a, he's a decent, he's a very good writer. Yeah. But he hasn't really done much with that. I thought he would have been a showrunner maybe by now, like offer uh, a network sitcom or he'd be kind of had that pro- trajectory of success and he kind of does some acting. Yeah. I've heard some rumors about drug use with him. Very light rumors. Mm. Who knows if that's true? It's probably not. Don't sue me, BJ Novak. I have no idea. But I have. No, he's the, a friend of the show too. It will we'll be fine. He's a, a friend of your, your dealer. Uh, no, I, I haven't. <laughs> My I, I CBD dealer. It's legal. CBD is different. Those got two toys. It's great. That's right. BJ Novak, we don't know about. Yeah, we don't. No, but uh, I just, you wonder like what's going on with this guy's career a little bit. Because yeah. it has kind of just stalled when he was a, he's a very good writer. He's a very talented guy. So I don't know what's going on with that. The other people in the cast, besides Krasinski and Carell, we talked about uh, Jen, Jenna Fisher yeah. uh, on the uh, Blind Mike episode. Right. Um, uh, for Walk Hard. For Walk Hard, yeah. And that and that kind of explains why her career kind of stalled. Sure. But nobody else in that show is going to have a career. I go, well, I'm sorry, except for uh, Ed Helms. Oh, yeah. Who Ed, I always yeah. forget is in it because he came so late in he the did. show, kind of. Yeah. Plus, I'm not a huge fan. No. I kind of just forget about him. I don't him. think he's... But his career, like... D- He's had a he's had a good because the hangover for what he has like for the skill set that he's been given, you know, oh, way he's overshot. His, he, yeah, exactly, yeah. way overshot. He should be very proud of himself. Yes, yeah, because yes. he's not. He has a good agent. He has a very good agent. Oh, I, I, I'm thinking back to the fucking songs he sings and the Hangover. It makes me wretch. I like this parody. song. I know you best, do. That is yeah, simpler humans would listen. Would would like uh, uh, shitty written parody songs Anytime like you that. Anytime you disagree with Matt, you're stupid. <laughs> I know. Right? Matt, 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 Matt sits at home. He thinks he's so it's, smart. He's all proud of himself. He walks around. <laughs> I do. I'm so smart. I fall off a bike. I'm so smart. Look at me. Everyone else is a fool. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ. This movie sucks. This by movie the way. Does like, Fuck this movie. Do they, I guess it doesn't make sense then. Ugh. If you're going to make a shitty movie like that, it, it doesn't make sense to make anything realistic, right? Like, well, uh, well, that, well, that's, well, then you go, that's the whole problem though. All right. kidding aside, you go one way or the other. So, right. If you want to do that, where it's just completely just bonkers, like Anaconda, then go, nothing realistic about then that. Go, yeah. That's okay. Then do that. It's fun, but you can't have people in convulsions crying because someone died. Right. When you just made it a, a stupid shark pun. Like, you just can't do that. I also saw like I I have you ever have you ever seen um there's a website that this guy made called his name is uh, uh Neil Agarwal. It's called the Deep Sea. Yeah. He does these fun websites that show you kind of the scope of things. Okay. And you just oh, scroll down forever yes, and you I'm see sorry. like all the fish and yeah. everything. He even goes down to the lowest uh, recorded depth that a human's been to in the Mariana Trench, which is where this movie is set supposedly. Uh, supposedly. Um, called the uh, what's it called the Challenger the Challenger Deep is is the lowest part of the Mariana Trench. It's ten thousand nine hundred meters, and and um, two people actually went down there in nineteen sixty. And it so so like you actually see if you you go I'm going to tweet out this website because it's so cool what this guy does. You see like the fish change, like what can actually live down there. So these motherfuckers in the movie are eleven thousand fucking meters deep, and they're seeing this full you know full life of all these giant fish. They'd be crushed. They'd be fucking dead. They're, fucking dead. That's not like so. This was this movie too. So you can't be a serious movie or be right. taken seriously. If you're just going to completely ignore science, it's okay to ignore science. Absolutely. If you're making kind of a goofy, fun movie. Right. Like I said, like you always go back to Anaconda, but that movie is a, that movie survived a long time for a reason because a, the cast, the cast is also weird and fun and strange. Right. This movie's cast is just boring. They're boring and they're fucking like, they're in these like underwater buggies with this huge glass top, you know, 11,000 fucking meters down. Dude, 
the 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 sub uh, it was Jacques Picard and Don Walsh are, um, were the two. I think they're French. Went down in a sub called the Trist in, in 1960, and their sub had five inch thick walls. It didn't. It had one window that was this cone shaped really, really thick piece of plexi that they could look through. They weren't in this fucking dome-shaped like plexi. Yeah, like, scooting were the Jetsons? No, and like, that thing would have crushed. It would have been fucking a tin can. It would have been, it would have been minuscule. Like, it would have destroyed it. None of that fucking made sense. You know what else didn't make sense? So, the ex-wife gets stuck on the bottom <laughs> of this trench, right? Yeah, sure. They've got yes. 18 hours of oxygen left. Right. Jason Statham is in another fucking country, drunk off his ass. How do they even find him? They don't know where the fuck is they got. They, they inject him with some sort of like fucking tracking device. Yeah, they have no, like they, he's drunk off his ass. They, some, yeah. They somehow find him, get there, convince him to come, bring him back, and then he goes down 11,000 meters to get to them and saves these motherfuckers. And he's still probably drunk. The trek that it took um, the, that French team on the Trist four hours to go to that depth. None of that, it wouldn't happen. Wouldn't fucking happen. No, it wouldn't happen. This this movie shouldn't have happened. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say about it. I, I'm just kind of annoyed about it. I, I mean, the movie sucks. Oh, uh, one thing I want to say about it. I guess before we well, yeah, you sure, have more, no, you want to no, fucking I mean, add. This movie yeah, sucks. Okay. Um, so we talked a little bit about how like how dare they make Poseidon after Titanic? Because <laughs> right. it's like, what are you doing? Right. Why make this after Jaws? Like Jaws exists. Jaws is still great. It's, it's still not even. A, it's not a same no, but like, this why, is a science but sci-fi. Why make this? Like why? Because people like sharks. I don't know. Why? Why? What is this whole thing with sharks? So I don't oh, know. It's Shark Week. Hey, that's bullshit. I, you know, that's a great litmus test for someone who just has like no culture <laughs> who gets excited about fucking Shark Week on some basic cable network. Right. Shark Week is stupid. It's the same. And also, how many different things can you learn about like? If you've been watching Shark Week for 20 years, does it get that much different in year 18? Like, what I, I don't think so. What else are Yeah, just watch the reruns. But like, I, did you ever, I mean, I watched like a little bit of a Sharknado one. Just, I don't know. I was bored. It's, I can't even handle it. Like, it's just dumb for dumb sake. But I actually give those movies more credit than this. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but. Anac- they know what they want to be. But like Anaconda is, is like a fucking, you know, an Oscar winner compared to compared fucking to Sharknado. And well, and then this is even nine steps down. But, uh, but yeah, I don't get it. I mean, sharks are, yeah, I guess they're kind of What is the whole thing with the thing? I mean, snakes I get- too, because you're kind of are afraid of them a little bit. Is so that, is that- it gives you a little bit of excitement. I like underwater stuff. I like watching um, documentaries of underwater life. I think that, I think it's cool. So you do, you just shut up. Watch documentary underwater you, life. Oh, you, you don't watch cool? any documentaries? You, say you think that's cool? Yeah, it's real cool, Matt. <laughs> You've never watched any documentaries? I, don't, any, I guess I have seen them. Maybe I don't you know. I, I like, certainly would never think they're cool. You, all you like is the 1980s. That's yes, it. I you like back. nothing else back before or after that. You just, don't like anywhere else. You, <laughs> you want, you want 1980s in fucking New Hampshire. That's like, all you want. Well, no, you don't want to go anywhere. I like 90s movies. And 90s movies. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to explore at all. I just want to, I you don't want, want to travel. I want to have, all I want, all, all I want to do is this. I want to somehow, right, live in the 80s, have a house on the water in Maine. Doesn't need to be fancy. Just, just at like a house. So I'm on the ocean in Maine. Yeah. And I'm just in 1985, whatever, forever. So it's 1985 kind of culture, 1985 kind of music, 1980, yep. 1980s kind of movies. And I have like, you know, everybody's in the 80s with me, you know? Yeah. And that's where I am. And that's it. Er, er, yes. I'm so tired of everything else. But don't you want the nineties movies though? Yeah. To like somehow get, I guess like, I've go seen back already, in time. So I'm okay. Uh, maybe those come out with new, like eighties type of movies and I can enjoy those. I I'm really, I'm just like, I'm just stuff like this. that You watch it. I was and all kidding aside. I'm watching. So I'm like, man, like this, 
is this what they're doing now? Like, this is what we're making now? Like, these are the movies? And it sucks because I was kind of excited because I'm like, all right, cool. This isn't a superhero movie. This doesn't have an existing IP. I know there's a book, but... Yeah. But, like, I'm like, oh, this could be a new creative franchise. Who sure. knows what this is? I know this movie made a lot of money. I knew nothing about it going in. Me neither. And I was just like, tw- 10 minutes in, I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. They are making a sequel. Yeah, well, I made a shitload of money. I, yeah, I guess, I guess. Actually, high point is uh, Lee Bingbing, actually. Beautiful woman. She's 45 years old in this Beautiful film. woman. Beautiful woman. Terrible actress. Yeah, not a good actress. The chemistry that she has with Jason not Statham good. is remarkably horrible. It's really bad. <laughs> it was, it's, it's, and how do you do that? She's really beautiful. Statham seems like he also hates that kid. Hates he does, yeah, kid. he wanted to toss her over. He, he's like, yeah. He's going to use, use her for fucking shark bait. But he has to pretend bait. he likes the kid. It's, it's just, it's, it's cool. And the, the other <laughs> actors, like you have like the guy from The Walking Dead, Cliff Curtis, and he just kind of, exa- like he's just there. Like the other people, I felt like they had nothing. They, they almost felt like awkward on set. They didn't know what, because they probably didn't know what this movie this was. Is this a goofy movie? Is this a serious movie? How do we act? Who was the, oh, Dr. Hell, Robert Taylor. He was in a TV show called... Longmire, I think, which I watched a few first few I seasons. Couldn't of place I couldn't at all. I'm yeah. like, why not go get someone who's a name for he, this role? That like was a, a bigger name. I think that was an A and E show, uh, and it was it was it's pretty good. It kind of ends poorly, but uh, it's uh, that was pretty good. But he was, was yeah, he was a weird one. I was there. surprised they didn't get a bigger name for that role because yeah. you could have got any older actor. You could have, yeah. The I, cast is remarkably not famous. I know. Like it had, had to be well known enough. A TV actor makes sense with Rain Wilson and and uh, Rain, well, yeah, and, and the the Heller guy and Cliff Curtis and Cliff Curtis. That makes sense. So it needs to be you know, Americans they, need to know them, but they don't have to be fucking movie stars. I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah, you can see them in and commercials. You got and Statham shit. in there, so, and Statham right. as the main guy. As the main guy, yeah. Ooh. Who? Yeah, right. I liked. I like state like in general, as I said, I have a warm place in my heart for Statham. But this is well, he seems to embrace the ridiculous since the movie a bit. So yeah, he seems to be like most comfortable when it's just a stupid movie and he's just well, he's used to it. He's done the Expendables. I mean, in the Fast and the Furious fucking franchise. So right, he's all used to it. kind of movies. Yeah. yeah, he likes I guess he likes his action. Movies. It's so funny. The last Fast and the Furious, the whole cast was like, you know, we've made we've made a piece of art on this one. <laughs> like Fast and the Furious, like nine. I, I, I saw the first um, I saw the first two, I think. I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's the worst. Why, <laughs> Why not? Uh, I'm I, bored. Okay, a lot of reasons why I'm fucking not, bored. Why? I'm fucking bored. Everything's boring. I want to just see something that's fucking whatever. And I just, you know, take some CBD and fucking zone out. Well, but, that, that's that. Well, that sounds, that sounds like a great way to do it, but you could probably watch better <laughs> movies while you zone out. So this is how I catch you from, from like, uh, from giving me too much shit as if I insert a sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> it keeps you, it protects me. It puts a little <laughs> shield. Um, was it? Oh, halfway through the fucking movie when they catch the first Meg, you're like, okay, it's halfway through the movie. Oh, There's right. a second Meg. Come on. I'm glad though I knew the runtime going in because if I thought that was the end of the movie, I would have been, been so like, happy. Oh. I'm like, oh, if you told me it's another 40 minutes left, I would have, <laughs> yeah, I would have been really upset. Shot yourself. Yeah, you would have gone back up to the bathroom and read your fucking Novak fucking book. Yeah, no, the office oral history. Yeah, oh, they hired Ed Helms? Oh. Yes. All uh, right, what else about the fucking Meg? That's it. It's not, I mean, there's really little redeeming about it. I mean, I I would surely, I had to pay for this movie. Third eye. Oh. $4. Don't pay for this movie. Like fucking, this is a it's movie. It's on TNT. It was, so I could have gotten the free option on TNT, but it has commercials and it's free. Ugh. They would have edited stuff out. But, but this movie should have been a hard R and just go for it. Oh, that's the thing. It, it's PG-13. Yeah. So it's like not enough violence. Not no. enough. Okay. You could have done that. You could have made it the exact same way with a shit, mon, shit ton more gore. Yeah. And it would have been. But it wouldn't have had the same box office. Once again, this has to be a movie for everybody. Fuck. That's how they're, this is how they made this movie was like, 
it has to appeal to every single person in the entire world. Please and, God. And by doing that, it appeals to nobody in the entire world. No. Please God, let's let's not have to review the trend. That's going to be worse. The sequel is going to be worse. It's going to be like Alvin and the Chipmunks 2, which we haven't seen. Fucking, it'll be which right around there. Which never is number one, by the way. We might be able to avoid that. Oh, good. Let's yes, try our best. I know. I, I, so this movie is trash. This movie sucks. It's horrible. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it too. You know what I don't hate? What don't you hate? Talking about coffee. Yeah, I love coffee. You love coffee, right? Yeah, every day. Every day I drink coffee. I love it. I love the taste. Do you like to help people? I like to help people. Then let me introduce you to free lunch coffee. Uh, when you buy just one bag of their coffee, you are providing 10 meals to children in need. And free lunch coffee gives away 50% of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of young children. Wait a minute. One bag of coffee, 10 meals? That's right. That's Jesus right. Christ. That's like, that, that's intense. It is. So yeah. So all kidding aside, they are helping out kids uh, with hunger and uh, they sell coffee. Uh, free lunch coffee has great coffee that is specialty grade, certified organic and free trade. I know you like that. I do like it very much. Yeah. Uh, also, they offer a hundred percent money back guarantee for 30 days. So you have nothing to lose. Free lunch coffee is offering a 10% discount to you. Use coupon code quantum. That's Q U A N T U M people. In case you have a hard time spelling quantum at checkout. Uh, and that's how you get that 10% discount. You can check it out at freelunchcoffee.com. You have coffee every morning. I have coffee every morning. Yeah, I love coffee. I mean, it's, you know, not only is it the caffeine pick me up, but I love the taste. I know it's an acquired taste and not everybody, you know, not everybody. I what 90% of the population of the planet has Most to drink coffee, coffee yeah. right? Yeah, I'm not alone. But you like that. coffee? I do. I really and love the taste. you drink coffee every day. I know you don't help people every day. So now this gives you a chance to help People. Some would say being on the pad ca- podcast with you is uh, is helping you out, and that's probably as good enough as I'd need to do for one lifetime there, big guy. Well said. Check it out at <laughs> freelunchcoffee.com. Freelunchcoffee. Check them out, though. You can help kids and get coffee. Yeah, so, get 10% win-win. off. Help kids. Get some great coffee. Shall we move on to Drake? Shall we move on to Drake? Yes. Yeah, that was a... It's next thing to do on the show. Yes, we should. Um, Are you playing a Drake song now? What's happening? I was thinking about it. Yeah. Where is we don't, it? We don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I I thought I had it, but I don't have it, I guess. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll, I'll superimpose some Drake in laughed and after. I don't have the song. Okay. Did you record it? I'm more curious for this than I am talking about the song. Did you, re- did you record or just forget to? I guess I pulled some other music and I forgot about pulling music for this song because I hate it so oh, much. Oh, good. Good priorities there. That's, that's good. I'm glad you pulled <laughs> the song. No, I'm going to... I. It, <laughs> It will definitely. I thought. So I should, got we it. Then, should we then break for what's? Were you gonna pop in the Drake? Ready? Yes. Here's Drake. <laughs> oh, that was great. Good cut, Matt. Uh, that was great. <laughs> Wasn't boring at all. Uh, Drake's boring. The song um, is boring. So okay, so Drake has sold 170 million albums wow, worldwide. Successful. So successful, and he's one of those that we talked about that Degrassi place show that I'd never seen. I've never heard about. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, He was on the reboot um, in the early 2000s. Right. I know know you enjoyed. uh, I'd never seen. And he was shot like his character was shot. He was like in a wheelchair or something. Right. Yeah. But he actually had. So he comes from uh, his dad was a is a drummer and played and, you know, had like connections. And um, I guess his parents got divorced and his dad went to jail for a while, whatever. But still, he was kind of known around the Toronto scene. Seems like introduced Drake to the right people and you know, had some musical talent, minimal musical talent. And you know, that, that got him, that, that, that got him his start. <sighs> I like, I have a, hmm, 
I have thoughts about this song, but I, and I also have thoughts about Drake, but I do want to set the scene a little bit. Drake, the most top 10 hits in Billboard Hot 100 history of any artist. My, mind you, this guy is 34 years old. Yeah. He has the most charting songs ever, 209. The most charting songs in a single week, 27. In this week, he's got six, I think, that are that are in the top 100. It's fucking fucked. fucked. He has most continuous weeks on the Hot 100, 431. Most Hot 100 debuts in a single week, 22. So you're saying he's popular? Not to mention the other charts. He's like one of the most popular musicians ever to live. Yeah. And I couldn't have named a song by Drake until I had to listen to this fucking song over and over today. Yeah, this is why I kind of have a hard time really critiquing him, honestly, because it's just like I listened to the song a few times. I don't, actually don't think it's that bad. Uh, I just I just don't, but I have I don't like it at all. Like it just it's almost like it's not it's just nothing that appeals to me at all. And I'm just like I'm I have to just kind of I think I have to just kind of come to grips with the fact that I'm I'm just I'm too old for it. Like, it's, it's not, for not me. that's not that it's not that it's not for it, me. People it, really enjoy it, and I just don't. I don't even. It's it's just it's neutral to me. He's this is hotline bling. Two chords. Him singing a simple melody. You know, it's really slow. Too. Marvin's right? room. Yep. Three chords. Simple melody. Re- super repetitive. Um, the motto. This was, I think, his first. But like, people like this, though. Him rapping, which is abysmal. He's got no flow. Da 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 da. It's over and over. He's super repetitive. He's super repetitive. Every this is the song that we're, you know, um, fucking. The one we're covering today, though. Uh, in my feelings. In my feelings. It's yeah. like the the whole thing is two chords. The whole thing is um. It's this. It's a. Uh, and the whole melody is. Over and over for three and a half minutes. There's a he's it's this thing where it's it's for people who can't handle this, the musical complexity of like twinkle twinkle little star. It's like, oh, that's too complex. I need to listen to something that's that's easier for me to fucking digest. That's his music. It's the blandest piece of shit out there. Just it, there's no chances. Doesn't take any risks. It, it, it doesn't this, do anything. This one we're coming today does have a woman who broke into the studio and starts screaming at him. Right? <laughs> there is, is that, that what yeah. that is? Yeah, there is that. It's yeah. this re- random yeah. thing. Is the, these two women are on the song, but one just sounds like she's screaming at him. Yeah, but she just sounds like she's far away. It sounds like yes. she like broke into the studio. And then he kind of like mixes strange. her in and like does a does a little yeah. like, like I, sort I, of I, shake I, that ass like meh, 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 like over and over. It with is her simple. It is repetitive, and it, he's very like um. Like dry, like it's not a lot of emotion in the singing, so it's almost like background noise. I don't know why he's so popular, but maybe I, I really, I'm just starting. I really think we're missing something. There's nothing I'm missing here. I don't I, think so. There's like, did you watch the video? Um, did I watch this one video? Yeah, I watched sure, the no. other one. I don't think I did. I watched three others. Um, and the video is like at like a prom or something at a high school dance. And no, couples I didn't see this come one in. Yeah. And, um, because I guess there's celebrities in there, but I don't only recognize a couple people and everyone seems to be very happy and having a good time. And I'm just like, Oh, all right. This just like, isn't for me. Like this just isn't, this isn't in my scope. It isn't, it's, there are, there is modern music I enjoy, 
Oh yeah, me too. But I guess a lot of it maybe isn't cracking the top 100 anymore. So he's the, you know, he it's they call the Toronto Sound is what they're saying. And mm. so we're, you know, of snow of course was the Toronto Sound back in uh, back in our day. Back in our day, but yes. now but now it's it's Drake. But so it seems to me the Toronto Sound is very repetitive, you know, limited affectation, um almost devoid of any emotion yeah. music. And you could say the same thing. Like I, I like the weekend way more than I like Drake. And I'm sure that when, you know, I know you've heard a couple tracks, you probably think they sound very similar and they do in many ways. No, I, I think the weekend's weekend. Okay. I like, yeah. the weekend more. I, I like Kendrick Lamar more if we're going to have that oh, comparison. Dude, well, Kendrick, I mean, Kendrick Lamar is great. One of my favorite, that, the album Damn is one of my favorite albums. It's a top 20 album for me. I love that album. He's really good. He's so like, fantastic. That's, that's why I don't understand why, why like oh, someone would choose to listen to Drake over him. Well, yeah, that's a great question. That, <sighs> Kendrick Lamar, he's super innovative. Kendrick Lamar is super innovative. And this guy's like nothing. I know. So the criticism on me is I need super complicated music or I fucking shut it down. But that's not the case. I need something that evokes an emotion. It has to do something. Yeah, there's no emotion here. Except and for that woman screaming. The, that's right. And, and from a lot of this music, if it doesn't, it has to have something compelling about it. Nice melody, good words. Um, you know, we were talking about the Phil Collins song on the, on the Patreon version that, you know, an interesting phrasing choice. Something has to like, has to be there to create some excitement or some sadness or whatever. And this is devo. He could be a robot. We could produce this music, I think with robots right now. And it would, it would be just as, it would, it would be just as good. So, okay. Right. So th- th- this song isn't, isn't, we don't like it. Um, but I, my bigger question is why is it so popular? So like do our kids and, you know, are kids so inundated with social media stuff, uh, other things that this is the kind of, they almost want like a relaxed sound because everything else is just in their face, like screens and just Instagram, whatever fuck kids are doing. Like, are they so overwhelmed in other aspects of their information they're taking in? They want something that's just super chill. I think that's actually a great point. I think that makes a shit ton of sense. Cause if you think about, you know, they're watching YouTube and anybody who's modern or, or Instagram or something, are you um, modern? Anybody who's like, no, no, I'm not a modern. I mean, I mean, I'm, I, don't, I'm, 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 I, mean I, I watch YouTube a lot for different, different reasons. There's a lot of tutorials or whatever, yeah. but it's not for the same stuff that right. like kids now are watching right. it for. They want like shows and content. Um, it's rare that I, that I would do that, but Me they, too. but, uh, but if you look at, um, you know, younger folks who are creating, excuse me, that content for YouTube, it's super, super choppy, super cut up. Um, you know, in your face, really rapid fire. Yeah, it's intense. And uh, and for me, like I, when I produce music or video or whatever, I don't want to show those cuts. Like I want a seamless experience. That's just how I. That's what is good filmmaking or good good audio. But they but when they're watching it, it's like it's it's jagged. It's super jagged. And so I think you're right. You get notifications all the time on your phone. You're watching content that's super super choppy all over the place. Um, it must spike your you're like adrenals and shit. When you're watching all this stuff, things are really flashy. So maybe you're right when that, you know, to relax, they're like, okay, I got to put the phone down for the day. What do I, what do or I fucking listen while to? I'm on the phone. I'm, I'm listening phone. to something, a super mm, chill. Cause that, it's not, uh, in, it's not ruining my experience on my phone. Well, that makes sense too. Cause when I work, I like to listen to music, but I can't, I have to, it has to be EDM. Like it, it has to be beats and synths yeah. and shit. I can't be lyrics. I could, or it'll draw my attention and I'll start to think about it. Um, so you're right. Yeah. Maybe, you know, this is good study music. Or just good, like just talking to my friends on, or texting yeah. my friends. That way, I can just. It's just. It, this is such a bizarre, for, for me at least, a bizarre sound compared to music that we grew up with. But I want, yeah. 
Yeah. And, it, and it's just like, well, what changed? Well, what changed was social media. What changed was, you know, the, the YouTube and the yeah. internet and just, and just, a lot, you know, a lot of things actually have changed since we were kids. So it doesn't, it's not surprising to me on some level that, that the music has changed. It is surprising that it changed to, to this, I guess, but maybe not. Maybe it's maybe. not surprising. You know, maybe if you just think about it a bit more and you talk to kids, a lot of kids like it. And it, you're like, you know, I said, I watched the thing with the video with the kids yeah. at this prom, whatever, or whatever the hell it was. And uh, everyone's having a good time. And it's like, oh, all right, you know, they're, this, is, this is how they're having fun. This isn't how I would have fun. Uh, I don't think the song is bad. Like, I listened to it a few times. I wasn't angry listening to it. It's Sometimes not- I forgot I was listening yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's a problem. But I, so I, I just, sometimes I look at the, or I listen to the, this, these, you know, some of these songs that we have to cover. And I'm like, any fucking child, any like something who just, you know, an amoeba could make this mute. Like it's, it's so simple to do. It just, it doesn't take it. That's why he can produce so many of them. It's because he's like, actually in his vocals too, in this song, it's, it's completely stream of conscious. It's like, there's no, you know, it's, it's not a story. He, he's not really thinking about the craft. He's just sort of like, nah, 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 nah. I mean, that melody is nothing. Nah, 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 over and over. Any like any eighth grader who plays guitar could, could make this song. It's, it, it really is a nursery rhyme quality. You know, it's not, there's, there's nothing to it. So it's just, it bums me out. That's what it does. It bums me out. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's just not for me. It's just, it, I, I, I don't want it. To, I don't, I don't want it to be for anybody. I don't want anybody to want music I don't think it's like that this. bad. I just think it's, it's just, it's like white noise. It's not bad though. Like it's just, it just exists. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't like, like, I wasn't like listening to Macarena, like annoys me. Like I'm like I'm irritated. So yeah, we have me. we have a totally different feel on that. Like they were just trying to be, they were just trying to have fun and or do something beneath fun. My wings. Or they, even that one song we hate for the Full House guy. Yeah. I'm like oh, this is I'll awful. Be this is just really bad. Like there's just nothing here. There's like nothing here that's good. It's all bad. Where this is, it just kind of exists. But it's even got some- even when I'm listening to my EDM, uh, I'm I'm pretty carefully choosing what that is. It's still it's music that's uplifting. You know, when I'm working, I want something that's gonna you know keep me kind of elevated or something. I don't know. But I really do think that like this isn't, I keep saying it, but this really just, we're not supposed to like this. We're not supposed to maybe even understand it. But if this is what 170 million, you know, record sales means, then I feel like, I feel like it's lost. I feel like the game is lost for I now. It, I think it's been lost for a while. I, I, I don't think like pop music, like if you put on a pop station, it's a lot of this kind of stuff. And it's just not, I don't like it. There's I mean, what, great, what else are we covering this week? We got Post Malone on. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't know. And we got another person. Uh, yeah, like Ariana Grande. Well, not her. It was no, someone. I, don't, I can't remember who it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, we, like a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, all right. Some stuff, like I like the, some Billie Eilish stuff that comes yeah, out. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, all right. I kind yeah, of enjoy this super sound. Cre- she is super creative. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Her and her brother make really creative music. I mean, it's young, but it's really right, creative. Right, right, yes. And um, yeah, I would much rather listen to her. But maybe there's kids out there that like, you know, just throw this on and they just kind of hang out. I guess. Fuck it. I do want to plug my, one of my favorite R&B artists is a guy named James Blake. Do you know him? James Blake. James Blake is a uh, British art artist. He is. The guy uh, is like beautiful? No. No. Uh, no. Who's uh, that? Uh, oh, no. It's James Blunt. Oh, right. James Blake is a younger guy too. Uh, he's probably, maybe he's like mid thirties at this okay. point. I've been listening to him for a decade. He's a, he is an amazing um, electronic musician and uh, a fantastic vocalist in his, I'll treat out, treat out, uh, tweet out his live, one of his live shows, but like he does a cover of a Feist song here. It's beautiful. 
It's super layered, detailed. The drums are amazing. He's got an amazing voice. That's one of his his least difficult songs to hear. Like, uh, he has some challenging music. Like there are more complicated stuff. Um, he does a lot of um, he 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 takes a lot of like production chances. But I, I really love that stuff. That uh, that's off his 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 album, self titled album called James Blake. But he's he's done. He's done a number of things with a, like another like a number of famous musicians as well. Bonnie Vary does a collaboration with which I really like, but he's he's an example of someone who does really great R and B in a way that's like emotional and beautiful. And Drake isn't it? And we're gonna keep fucking having to cover that motherfucker, aren't we? Probably, probably run into him again. I guess right. He's very seems very popular. Yeah. So I'll put some music in the background for uh, when we're talking about Drake in the beginning. Cool. Um, great. But uh, awesome. Besides Wonderful. that. I think we're good to go. Good. Unless you want to talk about anything else with him. Nope. Where were you? Uh, 2018. I was about ready to move into this house. Oh yeah. Uh, but I was still in a house in Seabrook yep. where we lived for three years. And um, this is, I've talked about my health issues in the past, but this uh, basically this week of 2018 was when those ended for me. I, um, you know, so I've had period uh, lengths of time in my, like a one year lengths of time in my life and three separate occasions where I've been really fucked up, uh, you know, bedridden for a lot of it and difficulty breathing and, you know, huge digestive issues and huge bloating and all that stuff. And we've talked about that on earlier episodes of the show, but this last one is kind of the most embarrassing one that I don't think I've ever talked about before where I had a fissure. Oh God. What? Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, do you know what that is? I, I, I know where, I know where they go. They, right. So it's yes. a, I'm going to say, <laughs> I know it's very, why, why, why? Very, you don't want to talk about this. It was so sad, dude. So sad. Um, I had it for a year. I like had trouble walking. It was so bad a year, dude, a year of my life. So it's, it's in, you know, you have a tear in your anus. Why are you doing this? I carried this. Are you trolling yourself? (laughs) No, I don't. Why are you doing this? Because it's true. It's just true. It's true. And it sucks. And it's true. But you don't want to talk about it. You can do whatever you want, man. Um, I was so the tail end of me having another the like, tail end. Yeah. You see what you're doing? I can't, but it's true. Like I, I'm <laughs> talking, <laughs> what do you want me to do? This has know. happened. It's fucking happened. All um, right. it was so bad, uh, because you like you, it's, it hurts to walk, hurts to sit down, hurts. Everything hurts all the time. And then every time you go to the bathroom, it's the worst. It's bad. It feels like fucking knives up there, dude, knives. And it lasted for a year. And what happened is, uh, uh, so it happened. And the doctors like eat fiber, you know, eat more fiber. And I, I lived most of my life pretty vegetarian. Like I would, you know, I would say 90% of the food mass I, I ate and you know, it was, was vegetables. Cause you even think like my mom would cook when I was a kid, we would have some meat, right? But it was mostly like your plate would be mostly vegetables. And that's just how I kind of, kind of ate. But the more fiber, the actual like worst damage you do because you can't digest fiber. So I'm like, I'm eating, I'm increasing the fiber, increasing the fiber, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Um, Barbara was even like making me, I'm trying to eat soft foods, and I'm thinking like soft vegetables would be the way to go. She's like pureeing vegetables for me, making basically like baby food out of it for me. Who has more regret right now? You (sighs) eating fiber in 2018 or our Patreon subscribers? 
Well, this isn't a Patreon show, so no. But I'm just saying, just just for supporting the show in general. Right. I now. feel like you should have a little bit of empathy for me. I was in a lot of pain, so much pain, dude. You don't even care. You don't, <laughs> I, you don't I, even I, give a shit. I, what do you want? Okay, I, I am very, I'm, I, I'm very sad. You are. <laughs> you can't tell me you're sad with a smile on your face, asshole. <laughs> oh, this is not. This is a show. This is a show. This is an episode. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, Chris, which, which one should I start with? Oh, you don't want to start with, start with, <laughs> the, mega start with the mega that's, that's, episode. That's a winner. Uh, maybe I shouldn't tell real stories anymore. No, no, keep going. You've <laughs> gone, down, gone down the old Hershey Glen. Let's keep, uh, let's, keep, let's keep going. Nothing worked. I was, it was just, it was terrible. Nothing worked. And I, you know, I'm, whenever something like this has happened in my life, I do a ton of research. You know, when I, when I was having other digestive issues with a huge bloat and losing a lot of weight and, you know, not doing well, thinking I'm not thinking I'm going to die. I was like, I never stopped trying to figure out how to, how to deal with it. And so I'm reading, reading, reading. And I finally get to a doctor who's like, you know what? You can't digest fiber. It's not good for you. Stop eating the fucking fiber. And it was at that time, simultaneously, uh, Barbara was, she likes to watch like, like, I don't know, health YouTube videos, people who work out and whatever and get, she gets ideas on like meal plans and all sorts of stuff. But one person that on a particular, on one episode, misfit and nerdy, um, she was trying carnivore for a week. So only, only eating a meat diet. So Barbara's like, you've tried everything else. You've had every other type of diet. Why not try carnivore? What will, what will it do? What, what, what's the harm? And I'm like, you're right. I think this fucking fiber is killing me. I think only eating vegetables is killing me. Uh, and it was doing other damage too. I was having headaches all the time and other digestive issues. Those were all like starting to really crop up again. Um, and now I know why it's because I wasn't, I'm not producing, I, my body doesn't inherently produce enough stomach acid to digest all this shit. Uh, and I sort of had to retrain my body to do that. So I was like, okay, fine. Fuck it. And it was a tough transition. So I started eating only meat two meals a day, like a ton, like I think in the beginning I was eating like three pounds of meat a day because you get really hungry. Oh, Jesus, three I pounds know. of meat a day. Yeah. You get really hungry. Um, when you stop eating vegetables, you get really hungry because it feels like your body has never eaten before. It's crazy. Uh, that I don't eat anywhere near that much anymore. That tails off and you start to think about a quarter pounder. That's like, I know three pounds of those three pounds of meat. Um, in the beginning. Yeah, it was a ton. And that, that's what, you know, whenever I've seen people talk about moving to a carnivore diet, that's what they've recommended is eat, eat as much meat as you can. Don't go hungry because that'll help um, stave off some of the um, some of the, like transitional issues that you have. So for me, it I was getting really when you go same thing. It, uh, maybe you've heard of keto flu, too. It's kind of a similar thing. You're retraining your body to digest fat for energy instead of carbs for energy. And that process is tough. It's like a chemistry, a chemistry change in your body. So. I was, so I was ha like having headaches and getting really small. I've got really depressed. I made some videos. I'm not going to, I'll never release them, but I made some videos to catalog or, to, you know, chronicle my process through it. And, and I was rough. I was beat up. But the worst thing was I was having hu like huge cramps in my stomach. And I just ha was having a hard time digesting that fat. Like, cause I, I just, like I said, inherently had a hard, I didn't, wasn't producing enough stomach acid to begin with. So that now I'm kind of tripling down on it by having, uh, having all, you know, hard to digest fat on there, but, uh, and, and there's different things you can do. So I was, I, I, I followed, um, this other doctor, I followed sort of his prescription on how to do it. Okay. If you experience these things, take these digestive enzymes I did, didn't help. And it wasn't until I started taking hydrochloric acid, um, stomach acid, basically that sh things shifted really fast. So 
I started taking hydrochloric acid and <laughs> in pill form. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, really boosts your stomach acid in there. And it made sense to me because earlier on when I was having um, stomach issues in like t- 2014 through 15 was a bad year. What pulled me out of it is I started drinking apple cider vinegar. It's a really acidic thing. And I think that helped me digest. And I was able, and I like, I recovered pretty quickly after I started, started taking it. But, it, you know, it's a similar thing. You have HCL, that's stomach acid basically, and it, and it helps you digest. So within a few days, I really turned the corner on that. And I've never had any, uh, and I healed internally. The bloat went away, headaches went away. Switching from a predominantly veg- vegetable diet to a predominantly carnivore diet changed, changed my life completely. And it gave me that, it, it made me figure that out, that it was, the, it was the stomach acid issue that I was having, you know, having problems digesting before. Because every time... Like I, so I'd have headaches growing up all the time, but it was always triggered by digestion. And it, it makes complete sense to me now. It's because my body wasn't able to digest stuff and it's working so hard, it would trigger this nasty migraine. But my, my, my body doesn't have to work that hard anymore. I've transitioned myself to, to being out, you know, I, I, I must have a lot more hydrochloric acid in my st- or stomach acid now. I must have trained myself to digest that way because I, I wean myself off, to the HC, um, off the HCL and I'm able to eat and process meat, no problems. And I, I never have any of those digestive issues. Anymore. They're gone, totally gone. It's been two years. Who should I do this? When you die, who do you recommend I do the show with? I'm, any nominees? I, you know, I just didn't know if you have someone that you have lined up. There's no one like me. You know that. <laughs> you think I'm not fine? Vi- no, I think I'm fine. Vi- I think I finally figured it out. I think hey, I'm doing great between the, the uh, anus problems, the bike accident, and uh, the inability of fiber and eating cork acid by the pill. You, uh, I, you're medical marvel. I think you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So how do you feel right now? Good? At least you feel good? Yeah, yes. I feel yeah. good pretty much all the time. Like, I don't have headaches. Since, uh, since around this time, you felt yeah. good? Yeah. So, at, you know, after that 2014 to 15 stretch was really bad. That was, that was the worst one because I really was bedridden and you know, poor Barbara is like taking care of us. That was really rough. And then after I started taking the, the, um, ACV at the end of that, it really changed things. Uh, I, I, I felt a lot better, but it, it wasn't perfect. I, I'm definitely way better now than I was 10 years ago. Yeah. I, um, yeah, way, way better. I, I can't recommend, I mean, it might not be for, for anybody, but I, I think, you know, seems to me that meat is really demonized a lot of times. Um, and, but, it, but it's a lot easier to digest than this fucking, than fi- fibers got, you can't digest it. All you can do is it out. And I was having hard times doing that, as you know, full well. Uh, so you told me, yes, I, uh, I have some exciting news. The McRib is back at McDonald's. That is exciting. It's, I think it actually comes back the day this comes out. I'm, I think I'm going to try to eat like a McRib a day for as long as I can. See what oh, happens. that's a smart move. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel like when you see someone like me just like drink a lot and uh, eat McRibs by yeah, the day I, and I'm fine. I don't have like, I don't have bike accidents and anal fissures. Does it, does it anger you? To be honest, like since I've spent, oh, I don't know, 10% of my life um, in excruciating pain, f- feeling like I was drowning, not getting enough air, um, bed ridden, no energy, oh, lost God. weight. I'm, I've, I've, I'm not envious of your situation. I feel pretty good that I am where I am right now. All right. No, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you'll die before, before I will. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. The amount of like, <laughs> right. we should take a look at your liver and see what that looks like. Mr. Cirrhosis. Doing great. Have yeah. you, when was, when did you look? Show me the fucking cat scan, uh, bitch. No, I, so when I was 35, I had to get, um, uh, my, uh, ex-wife changed jobs. Yeah. We're still married. 
and um, we had there was a special insurance. But if you went and got like a crazy physical, they would give you a much lower rate. What they do in this physical? What they, they? I guess they do like a lot of blood work, and they had like they uh they did like some scan of me. And oh everything. yeah, it yeah. was pretty. It was actually it was, it was by far the most comprehensive medical thing I've ever done. Yeah, uh, I came back like just amazing physical. I was just like, you're, you're doing great. No, you actually, you have a great deal here. Let me tell you about the thing I'm afraid for you. Oh yeah. What's that? You burn really hot. Like you have a really fast metabolism. This is why you're so thin. Yes, of course yes, you have like, and that's why your brain works. I think, you know, your body processes energy really efficiently. It's why your brain is so fast too. Um, and so I'm worried that that'll burn out and then oh, you know, then you'll, then just, you'll just die. I'm like okay at 55, you're that's gone. Fine. That's fine. Ah, as long as it just happens quick. What is Kirk? Better to burn out than fade away, right? Mm, I don't want to lose you at 55. Ah, I'm okay. That's, uh, that's, um, but I won't, I'm going to live forever and I'm just going to be really angry no, and I'll cranky. See on your, on your, you will be cranky I'll and angry, be, but I'll be, I'll be yeah, I'll, on your deathbed. I'll, I'll either I'll be dead at 58 of an aneurysm or I'll look to be 99 <laughs> and I'll just be angry. Um, probably the latter. Uh, September 9th. Yes. Les Moonves resigns oh. as CEO of CBS after a dozen women accuse him of sexual misconduct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, among them is civil shepherd who said that, um, she, uh, declined a sexual advance to Mas Moonbez and like the next day he canceled her show, which was already struggling the rating. So I don't know, you know, there is, but, but still but when you have 12 other women mm. saying that this guy acted pretty believable, I, I, I buy a simple story. <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing with that though, is he's married to Julie Chen who hosts big brother on CBS. So when all this is going down, Julie Chen, big brother actually was, was like running live. Oh, right. Um, so she had to go each day uh, and like, she even, like, I think called herself Julie Chen Moonbez to try to, like, get uh, some sympathy maybe for him. Not sympathy, but, like, show her support, rather. For him, um, he was supposed to have a $120 million severance package. Jesus that, Christ. Uh, CBS basically said, we're not doing, we're not going to pay you. You know, you're, you're a bad guy. And he yeah, tr- we're going to have legal fees up the fucking app. People are going to, like, sue us all the time. He yeah, tried to get it back, and it doesn't sound like he won. I mean, stuff can always happen behind closed yeah. doors with stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's still worth 600 million. His story is really fascinating. He was a kind of a shitty actor. Um, he had done some guest spots, was kind of failing, and he ended up getting a gig with CBS uh, as part of their like front office, if you will. Yeah. Um, and he worked his way up to running the entire network when CBS was the number one network by far. You know, you talk about like, you know, two and a half men, big bang theory. Yep. Those are all, um, huge, huge survivor. Yeah. These are all Les Moonves though. Mm. Um, shows that he green lit. He, he really more than most people, he curated the network and he, at, by the end of his reign was so powerful. He really, he had more power than any network had maybe ever in yeah. history has ever had yeah. as far as being able to put, and he had the number one network for years. He's the one that got the NFL back to CBS. After oh, they right. Lost it, right. Right. Uh, to Fox a few years later, they got back. He stole it really from NBC. Like, he, he was a, um, a master at building a network that most Americans, that would appeal to the most possible Americans. I'm not saying it was the best shows. Sure. NBC had that. Yeah. But when NBC's reign fell down, Les Moonves was right Swooped there to right in. Up, and he really propelled him to glory. So him, you know, he was getting older. He probably would have resigned eventually anyway. Maybe, you know. Yeah. But, uh, it definitely happened for, and it just destroyed his legacy. I mean, I said his name and you instantly went. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Whoa. Yeah, I mean, he, he's Yeah, ruined. fuck that guy. Yeah. Real bad guy. Um, it sucks too, though. You know, six women accuse him, and CBS is like, "Well, you're under <laughs> right. investigation." And then the New Yorker comes out uh, this week 
with six war women, and then uh, they finally fired him. But it's like, oh, you didn't believe the first six, and you didn't know what was going on under your own office. Like you guys so knew. Hard. Give it's, me a break. I know, I know. It's so I can imagine getting him out of there would have been really hard, though. If you know, really hard. C- You're literally <laughs> taking out the king. Exactly. That's you know, maybe the king of TV. Right, and then, so then I mean. I would imagine because he could have destroyed anybody's career who came after him. Anybody. So then you got to like get consensus and you know and get a peep, get a bunch of people and, together to and go that's after. Why him. That's some tough. people were afraid to speak up because of course. And this happened actually. This is we're we're like a year and a half removed from me too. That's how long it took him to get him down because it's exactly what Matt said. Right. If one person speak spoke up, this is bigger than Matt Lauer. I know Matt Lauer is a more famous person. Yeah. But Matt Lauer was like a Today Show guy. Les Moonves ran the biggest network. Yeah. Right. If one person speaks up, they're squashed. Done. Yeah. They're blackballed from TV forever. Right. Uh, I hate I hate when people have that much power. It fucking sucks. You can make a real case. Les Moonves is the most powerful man to get knocked down by me too. He's way more powerful than Harvey Weinstein was. Les you Mo- think so? Oh yeah. Les Moonves ran huh. a, the biggest network in the country. Like he doesn't get there's not enough. I can't say, about I how. guess I can't tell the comparatives between one like guy who produces and, movies, which yeah, he's a big movie producer. So he has some big, you know, he, he definitely has a lot of power, of clout, yeah. you know, in Hollywood for sure. Cause he can, you know, yep. he, he can destroy careers too. He destroyed, you know, Mira Savino's <sighs> career. He got her. So she couldn't do the Lord of the Rings movies. He definitely has some power, but less movies. Like you said, one yeah. actress speaks up whoosh, done, you know, and, and just, or one TV producer. Or ever, yeah. Uh, really, really shocking. when he, when he got canned, um, the next day, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice, and John Legend all won Emmys for Jesus Christ Superstar, which was the TV production um, that came out, obviously, in that in the same year. But what was interesting was when they all won at the same time for that show, mm. they all became EGOTs, which is the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Holy and, shit. Yeah. So I've, I've only ever seen one EGOT perform in front of, like, do a performance that was Joel Gray. Uh, I saw him in uh, Anything Goes um, on well, Broadway. He won an Oscar? Joe Gray won an Oscar for Cabaret. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, yeah, um, Bob Fosse. Okay. Um, 1972. Um, Interesting. Fantastic. Bob, my favorite Bob Fosse movie, by the way, All That Jazz. My favorite musical ever. Really? I cannot say enough good things about All That Jazz. It is fantastic. I'm really hoping- I'll have to in, watch that. We run into it in the show. I'm hoping, although who knows. When was it? Uh, it came out uh, like the week I was born. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, I, would really, I really hope- we, Roy Scheider- from Jaws. Yeah, of course. Uh, gives an amazing performance. It's a fantastic movie. Huh. It is my favorite musical by far. Um, I really love Jesus Christ Superstar. I did it in college. Jesus Christ Superstar is great, great musical. Yeah. Everything else that Weber and Rice have done, I uh, fucking com- hate. Completely agree. And Legend, I'm not a big fan of either. I agree as well. Yeah. But oh, sucks at all three of them. John Legend, the first black male EGOT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in like kind of the Hollywood, you hear it more with actors and actresses and musicians. Um, you know, if the EGOT is more traditionally known for that. That's why it's, you, know, you may not have heard of it, but uh, yeah. EGOT is a big deal. If you're an EGOT, you're like, uh, that's a that's a huge stamp. Of course it like, is. Tom Hanks like might have been angling for an EGOT when he did um, uh, he did a, a, a play on Broadway around this time in 2014. I think he was kind of angling for one. You see people every once in a while jump on Broadway, try to like, yeah, because the Tony one can be tough to get. Um, so in the Grammy, how does uh, Hanks? What you can do spoken word stuff with your um, books and stuff. The Grammy's so the easiest pussy. one to get, yeah, because there's so many categories. Uh. Um, the Emmy is easy to get because you can just guest on a TV show and exactly. get one. Yeah. You know, like you can just pop in as a quick special, you know. <sighs> so the Emmy and the Grammy are the easy ones. The hard ones are that Oscar and that Tony. Sure. Um, but yeah. That's funny. Pretty, huh. pretty good. So how many, do, how, are, there aren't a lot? You there said, aren't the, many. There's a, you can go with this Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. I forget how many there are. I said the only one I've ever seen performing from me, I believe, is Joe Gray. I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually. Anyone Anybody else? else famous that you can think of? 
I saw Jerry Seinfeld, but I don't think he hasn't won any. He hasn't won a Tony. Oh. Um, but oh, other you got winners? Yeah. Um, no, off the top of my head. I'm yeah. sorry. I can't. There, That's all right. There, it's, it's people, it's a lot of legends. Check it out, though. The Wikipedia page is pretty cool. There, yeah. There's a few of them. But it's like Joel Gray types. Yeah. Um, uh, and we are back on Saturday uh, with uh, Crazy Rich Asians and, and a song that we can't remember. Uh, yeah, something. Something. Yes. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Two Tours. As well as our coffee sponsor, Free Lunch Coffee. Yep. And thanks to our patrons. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one.